Hello and welcome back to the Activation Face podcast. I'm Tim and I'm joined by JP. Hey there, JP. Hi, Tim. So, um, we're talking about goths today. What can they do? What is their uh, equipment? Well, first of all, uh, goths are amazing. So, uh, <laughs> you're going to get a totally unbiased view about the goths and how amazing they are during this uh, short episode. Uh, let's maybe start off because there's a, a large or there's a very important distinction between different types of Goths. So in the book, they split it between the Ostrogoths and the Visigoths. Historically speaking, the Ostrogoths are thought to have ended up somewhere in north of Italy and uh, and the Balkans. And the Visigoths are the Goths that ended up in the southwest of France and uh, establishing a kingdom in uh, the Iberian Peninsula. So that's the history lesson over. So what does that actually mean on the uh, saga front? There's actually quite a, a difference in st- or style of play associated with this. So the Ostrogoths are uh, essentially the mounted faction, the mounted version of uh, yeah. of this. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Visigoths can't be mounted. Um, really favors, well, basically as an Ostrogoth, you, you're going to take a lot of horses. So um, let's go through the options firstly. So for the Ostrogoths, you're... Warlord can be mounted. He can choose to have cataphract armor. He doesn't have to, or he can. Uh, he's not allowed to be on foot whatsoever. So your hearth guard have to be mounted, or they can use cataphract. They're not allowed to be on foot. The warriors can be mounted. You can actually have dismounted warriors with like no special equipment. However, you can never take more dismounted warriors than uh, mounted warriors. So you're kind of forced to take a lot of people on horses. And finally, the levy are just your standard levy with uh, with range weapons, with bows and slings. So the Visigoths can have their warlord either mounted, mounted with cataphract, or on foot. Your hearthguard can be mounted only if your warlord is mounted. And the same thing with the cataphract. They can, be, they can have uh, cataphract uh, only if your warlord is mounted as well. And they can be on foot. Your warriors cannot be mounted. They have to be on foot. And then your levy are the same. So they have the bows and slings. So right. one maybe a little diversion. The goth board can be used as Lombards in Age of Vikings. So that's one of the old friends, new enemies boards. So the the only change in, in equipment options there is that your warlord has to be mounted. He can't take cataphract because that's not in... Uh, that's not in uh, Age of Vikings. Your Hearthguard have to be mounted with no special equipment. Your Warriors have to be mounted. And this is where the interesting thing is. Your Levy uh, either can choose bows or slings or they can have just melee weapons. I mean, that's that's kind of a that's a very useful thing to have. Uh, melee Levy yeah. are, uh, are pretty, pretty legit, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So that's a lengthy section on the uh, equipment <laughs> options there. But so, I mean, this uh, these guys' equipment is way more like diverse than other factors of equipment, right? So I think it's uh, they deserve this time to uh, to actually have a look at it the right way. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Saxons where you basically or Saxons <laughs> or Vikings or something like that or Franks yeah. where you basically uh, have no choice whatsoever. So yeah, yeah it's, it gives you a very flexible force, and uh, the majority of the time we're going to be talking about the Ostrogoths simply because I prefer playing mounted faction. In this, for the Goths especially, I think their aggressive nature and also kind of the, how their battle board really requires a lot of dice, cutting down on having to spend dice on movement yeah, uh, really helps you. So I prefer the Ostrogoths. However, any Visigoth player, I would love to hear <laughs> how you run it. And I think that would be interesting to hear because I think just the way the board is, is structured, where you have actually a lot of uh, choice in terms of 
you can punt, you can either choose attack dice or defense dice for a lot of these um, abilities. So just by switching between those two, and if you're on foot, you can close ranks more easily. You're less susceptible to shooting, etc. You, yeah, you can actually switch it to be a relatively well or relatively defensive board as well. But anyway, let's uh, maybe move on on the your kind of logistical side. So the dice that they use are just the uh, standard Saxon dice, the green dice. These dice are just a steal for this Age of Invasions book, man. So many factions use these Saxon dice. Like Franks, Goths, and Saxons. They just just got to get those dice. <laughs> We're not going to go through the whole board. I think we would probably have to switch our format to an hour-long format to discuss the entire board, especially because the Goth board is... Our 9 out of 10 abilities are yes. <laughs> really good. Like, and the the one that's not in that list is still pretty fine. You know, it's kind it's of just base. average. Yeah, it's just baseline for this board. Yeah, so <laughs> so we're not going to go through everything, but we're just gonna. Uh, or I picked out a few that I think give you the flavor of the board. And um, if you haven't looked at it yet, maybe you can have a look at the rest of the abilities and and kind of bask in its glory. So um, <laughs> the first one that I I think is basically an auto take every single turn is called immunity. So this is a shooting reaction or a melee, and you can use every single. You can you can use the three uh, dice facings. So it's it's amazing because whatever you have, you can put it down. Uh, you do get an extra little bonus with uh, putting down a rare, but even just putting down a, a common or a uncommon is is perfectly acceptable. So the ability allows you to inflict a fatigue on your unit to cancel up to two casualties suffered by your unit during this melee or shooting attack, and you bump this up to cancelling three casualties if you use the rare and on top of that you can also immediately trigger another saga ability so like yes the downside is you do you have to inflict a, a fatigue on yourself but for the goth board yeah. that's actually also a bonus <laughs> uh, so let me explain so the if you decide to charge in you automatically can uh, play the first ability so if you charge in uh, fresh with no fatigue, you trigger this, you get a fatigue, and then it kind of opens up this little uh, ability tree to you uh, <laughs> within the board. I know we said we we're only going to talk about four or five, but I, I will take liberty here and, and kind of expand it a little bit. So for example, right. here's another one which we're not officially talking about, but it's called Blood Price. There you <laughs> gain two dice for each fatigue on your unit, and it can be... Um, attack or defense dice or a mix of the two so already there you're better off if you have a fatigue however you're better off actually playing that a little bit later when you get some more fatigues for example you can you can use another ability called attack that's another melee ability where you inflict a fatigue and you um, uh, you inflict a fatigue on your own unit and you get uh, two automatic hits on the enemy so there already there you can kind of like see what you're you're building up fatigue on your unit uh, even if you're charging fresh, just playing those two abilities straight off the bat, you've already used, you've already put two fatigue on your uh, on your unit, but you do get some pretty pretty powerful uh, abilities. For back. sure, yeah. I think I think one big um, like thing to help this is the resolve ability, which either takes a uncommon or a rare die, and you can activate a unit or two units if you use a rare, and, and until the end of the activation. Including the melee that that follows when when you charge, the enemy cannot use your fatigues. So um, if you use this and then play all these abilities that give you fatigue, you shouldn't be scared to put you at at a three fatigue 
like because <laughs> the enemy can't use your fatigues anyway and you can't exhaust yourself in the melee so even if you end up with three three fatigues in the saga ability step then you're still not exhausted because that only counts if you're at three fatigues at the beginning of the melee so uh all these abilities you can just you can just play them after you played resolve because the enemy is not allowed to take your um your fatigues and i think that's that's really really good the resolve is i think it's the ability that ties the whole board together right it's the sure. uh, yeah in my mind that's where the first rare goes uh, whenever i play them uh, because that allows you to charge in two units and two units is really or two charges is really kind of the the maximum that you can do given the dice uh, dice cap essentially <laughs> Yeah. One one really nice thing with resolve is if you charge a mounted uh, a mounted unit into uh, like a uneven terrain or the woods or something like that to get some archers. As you charge in, like unless you already like that normally means you have to do two moves anyway because you you end up uh, kind of being slowed down. How so you end up uh, with two fatigues, one from the extra move or from the extra charge and one from ending uh, movement in uh, uneven terrain if you're cavalry but that really doesn't matter it's you don't care you just like you just don't care zero zero <laughs> f's given um so it really surprises people as well i mean it surprises them once and they're like okay i know you're um i know what you're up to but they do tend to or people do tend to uh deploy their archers kind of in a in a forest that's you know moved up a little bit it's it's not impossible to do in the first turn and that uh kind of throws people off because they're not expecting it uh, but now i've told everyone so uh, you know uh, <laughs> well screw you jp man yeah, i've ruined it for all the golf guys <laughs> let's talk about eye of the hurricane yeah so that's a uncommon dice it's an orders and orders reaction ability so you remove up to four fatigues from enemy units of your choice then you remove the same number of fatigues from your own units. Yeah, this is like a lifesaver, right? Charge two units in with uh, with resolve. You kind of max out on fatigue. You probably end up with three fatigues either through giving yourself fatigue through your abilities, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and or you kind of get the last fatigue because you uh, you do it at the end of melee. So kind of guaranteed, you're gonna have uh, two exhausted units kind of stuck in. <laughs> your um, your opponent's battle line right so with this you do need to make sure that uh, either you kill a unit and that there's units around them that get fatigue or if the unit you charged hasn't died you can use their fatigue as well to kind of uh, make sure that there's actual fatigue on your enemy to uh, to be able to uh, use this so good. Um, and it's also interesting because you can do it either in the orders or the orders reaction phase so it gives you a lot of flexibility there as well uh, you can either wait or you can either do it directly uh, at the beginning of the order phase of your opponent or once they've placed their uh, their dice to see what they're uh, what they're up to i think that's so good if you see them if you see them place extra dice to rest their units i think it's so good to play this ability and like take their fatigue away for them so then they're stuck with extra dice they wasted on the like basic activation for warriors or something i think that's uh that's that's really nasty actually because then they're like stuck with extra activations they can actually use right now um and that's always a good situation for you i think yeah it really depends what kind of orders abilities they have as well because if they have a orders ability which allows them to rest or or um, remove fatigue themselves you want to do it as soon as possible obviously yeah yeah, um, yeah. but uh 
yeah, there are very few boards that actually do that. But the key here is even if they're if they you can only remove two fatigue from your opponent, and it means that you can take two fatigue away from your own units. Uh, I would still do it simply because, for example, immunity you you need to be able to inflict one fatigue on your uh, uh, yep. on, on your uh, unit, so you can't be exhausted. Kind of as a minimum, you need to be able to either play immunity or attack that's also melee ability but that's uh, you inflict the fatigue upon yourself and you add two automatic hits to the hits you inflict so which is there, so good even if you have one warrior left you could just put this on and it's a really big deterrent right two automatic hits so whenever you don't actually have to roll dice this is great right because you can't you can't get screwed over by a bad dice yeah roll. it's really good and like and it's one uncommon for two automatic hits like you don't get automatic hits that often on battle boards these days, I think. So um, I think it's really good. Yeah. If, yeah. If because you, why you, would you put something on a combat bonus if you could put on attack? For right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, it you, makes you no need, sense. You yeah. don't need the combat bonus with this board. I don't think ever. Because no, I, uh, I don't think I've ever put something on yeah, the combat. Yeah. Why would you? Because every ability basically gives you dice, defense, or attack dice, and uh, in a, in a better way than the combat bonus could. And, yeah, uh, I mean, even I know we're not supposed to talk about another yet another one, but even feud, you can put down a common <laughs> or uncommon, and there you get you designate uh, an enemy unit, and you get extra dice for attacking it. So, like literally combat bonus, they could have just yeah left it off, left yeah. it off, no point for sure. It. Right, so we, I think we talked about every ability, but two. So let's talk about those two now. So talk about first blood. Yeah, so first blood, like there's nothing wrong with this ability. Uh, it's a common right. and uncommon. It's a melee ability. So if your unit currently has no fatigue, uh, you can gain three attack dice. Like that's fine. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's so many better things to to use. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one is uh, Cunius. I don't know how you say it. It's yeah, a, me neither. It's the only one that that requires two dice, and that's the main problem. It's actually a f totally legit, totally fine yeah. uh, ability. However, like I just feel like that you need. Like every single dice, yeah, you do, yeah. You just need to move or to to put on the ability. So spending two dice on this just makes it so, uh, just too costly. So I it's think, a it's a, yes. a melee and it's the attacker only. So here you can reroll half your failed attack and defense dice. So that's a like rerolling defense dice always great. So if your unit has at least two fatigues, you reroll all your failed attack. Yeah, rerolling dice is always good, but it's the main downside is just you need to use the two saga dice, and I I rarely, if ever, kind of feel like I have that space to uh, to use two saga dice for this. So I think going with if you have veterans or sorry hearth guard, if you have hearth guard and you charge them into enemy hearth guard, especially if it's like a six or like a six and an eight block of hearth guard or eight and eight, I think you totally need to play this ability because. Then all all the uh, it, it might actually be worth it because you have all these attack dice and all these defense dice that you will inevitably end up with with. So I think that's uh that's that might be one of the only cases where this ability I think is better than the others. But uh, that's all situational and that's just not good enough for the goth board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. But when when I've done that, I've normally done attack for the two automatic hits and then yeah, immunity yeah. for the for canceling yeah because yeah. you, you don't even cancel um cancel casualties so it's yes. you don't even have to After you roll your dice and then you see and then whatever got through you cancel two or three of those um, yeah, and even and even blood price um is pretty decent once you play that kind of at the end of your string of uh attack immunity and then 
something else maybe and then blood price because you gain two or three uh, attack or defense dice per fatigue so you can easily gain uh, four to six defense dice yeah uh, so you become really really difficult to uh, to shift so um this this goth board has a like three star rating or like the hardest rating do you think that's fair i'm not sure if it's a three star rating the the trick does come in in understanding fatigue when yeah. you get fatigue and um kind of when you you count as being exhausted or or not really so it's it's not the easiest board but it's very um, I think it's very powerful because they might have given it three star because essentially with the ghost you ignore uh, a very important mechanic in the game. Yeah, you essentially yeah. turn the fatigue upside down. You do. Um, yeah. You do suffer from it, especially once you once you don't have anything on your board anymore. Then you're kind of screwed. That's where you have to be. That's kind of one way of of defeating the ghost. Just don't try to uh, do anything to them in their turn. Just yeah. kind of hope you survive, and then once the board is is empty, like you'll just be and you'll have uh, two or three uh, goth units close to your uh, battle line who are exhausted. So um, have fun there, um, <laughs> like, uh, because in the end, if if they don't have any dice, or even if they're exhausted, they can't play immunity anymore, or they can't play um, attack or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, if you just manage to exhaust them and keep your own uh, units. Uh, well rested so they can't take uh, advantage of eye of the hurricane then like that makes it much more difficult and then they also have to divert dice into actually resting them. right so uh really really good board so um one quick question jp i want to build goths now what do i buy maybe i'll just say kind of what what i play with at the moment um yeah. i'm not saying that this is the best uh <laughs> the best uh format but it's it's like like with saga what i like a lot is that it's really dependent on the person and there's no one set way of playing a warband um people people get good results kind of playing to their strengths so what i like is two points of uh, hearthguard mounted with a banner there's no problem getting attack dice with this board yeah. so it doesn't matter that you lose two yeah. on the on the, with a banner but it does matter that you can kind of limit your own fatigue a little bit and you can shed it more easily then I like at least three points of mounted warriors. I would probably paint, play with four if I had the the painted models. So I th I think it's like two points of hearthguard, four points of warriors, or three points of warriors, and then just taking one point of levy with uh, with bows because it's actually you rarely regret taking levy with uh, with shooting weapons to be honest because they're yeah. you can put them somewhere, uh, make it make it difficult on your uh, enemy. Uh, enemy's cavalry somewhere so it, it's it's not like it's ever a waste right yeah it's that's that cheap and they uh survive a lot so i think just putting them somewhere in the battle like on the on the board and forgetting about them works really good yep absolutely so that's i think that's one way of playing i'm really interested in hearing what people play with visigos yeah and there i would probably take a lot more warriors actually because warriors are just really difficult to shift especially if you combine it with uh just closing ranks in your turn, playing immunity, so many defensive dice and cancel uh, casualties. And then also with Grazia, you can get plus one to your defense dice as well. So you're, yeah, you're almost impossible to kill if you want it. So I think that's... Crazy, um, which is crazy. This is such an like offensive faction and there's still this ability to be, to be like a tank. It's so cool. Yeah, I think that, that makes it really satisfying as well because you, at the beginning of the the game you can be very very attack focused and then yeah. if you're getting hit back and you still have a few dice yeah you can convert you you essentially are given the 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 choice in a lot of these abilities to either take attack or defense dice so 
even if you're even if you're mounted uh, and you can't close ranks, you can still get some some decent amount of uh, defensive dice here. Really good. So, right, yeah. so um, this is this is what you would build, and uh, who do I buy it from? Yeah, so Which per, are there? kind of old school, so I do like metal models. <laughs> <laughs> so you're weird, JP. You're yeah, weird. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I have a warband that's uh, entirely foot sore. They do uh, really nice Ostrogoths and also Visigoths. Yeah, it's like a few kilos of metal with all the horses, but it's <laughs> it looks nice. Uh, your other options are uh, Gripping Beast has plastic uh, Goth nobles. They also have the Cataphracts uh, versions. And they just have the normal warriors as well, all in plastic. So that's a pretty good option as well. And then you just your standard Dark Age, Dark Age warriors would be perfectly fine for your uh, your foot units. So I don't, I think you can probably build it relatively cheaply there as well. I think um, so too, yeah. So you, right now you have foot sore, uh, gripping beast, and then oh yeah, uh, one, I think yeah, War Games more... Atlantic uh, are coming yes. out with yes. uh, plastic goss on foot there they have the special helmets uh like it looks really nice it's and then it's gonna it's gonna come out this march they're uh they're in the production queue right now so uh they're probably gonna open the pre-order in march there's been some pictures of victrix releasing kind of their it's essentially a very modular box where you can build goths saxons britons um yeah various unarmored uh warriors uh during this time period so that's supposed to come out as well but that doesn't really help you if you want to build uh, the mounted warriors um, or mounted uh, faction. But yeah. Um, so as far as I know, I'm sure there's some other smaller manufacturers as well. Uh, Gripping Beast also has the, the metal line. Um, but uh, I think that's that's probably about it. I'm I'm sure we're missing out on on some people's favorite. Probably, ones. probably, so yeah. Yes, yeah. no. That's all right though. <laughs> all right. So that was the goths. Um, what are we going to talk about next? Right, so we have uh, two things in the pipeline, I think, uh, which we really want to talk about. One being Picts, because uh, you're kind of into Picts. You played them, um, and I think they're they're really interesting, and we should talk about them soon. So uh, that, and one other thing we really like um, is the, we want to call it Paint One, Play Many. So kind of the uh, phenomenon where you can paint one warband and... Uh, paint them generically and play them as many or like s2 or three that might be yeah we think that's worth it to to go into and talk about it and to see like which warband you can play in different books and then with different factions and uh we really want to talk about that so that's these are the things that are coming up yeah i think we'll raise the blood pressure some people are really into their historical yeah for accuracy, sure yeah. but um i think it's also important to to make the game as kind of accessible as possible for people and yeah. uh, kind of not having to have a, a gigantic time investment every time you want to play a different battle board is um, really useful and also helps people uh, keep interested with Saga. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you about those. Thank you very much uh, for talking with me tonight. It was great. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Activation Phase podcast, and we hope to catch up with you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye.